0: Hello and welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod, episode one hundred and seventy-three. I'm Sarah Byrne, joined with Donny Hammond and Sadiya Kadea. Today we've got great news. <laughs> that really put me off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just so ecstatic, Sarah, that, that somebody's doing an intro. I'm, I never want to do the intros. Uh, it's brilliant. Are you carry on? I'm sorry, I was, I was whooping.
0: That's all right, that's all right. Today we've got news from around the world and some brilliant guests coming on today. We've got Dr. Phoebe Murray, first and first teammate, and Sydney Gregson, who both have been ripping it up in the PWR this year. Yeah, so off we go.
1: Yeah, two cracking guests, but first ladies, let's check in with... With you weekend, you had a big smile on your face, Sarah, coming on this morning. Good, good win for for Bristol. You were you were down there, were you? That was part of your weekend's activities, was it?
0: Yeah, I was going down there to support the girls, and yeah, I cannot believe. Well, I can believe. Like the girls put in so much work, but it was so nice to see them um, get the win and continue to have that winning streak against Exeter at home, which I think they really, really wanted. There was so much fight in the girls. Um, and I just think, yeah, I was, I was ecstatic, ecstatic for them. I'm so, so happy that they, they got the win and they showed that they can, you know, really, they deserve to be in the top four and compete with top four teams.
1: Just given the, the recent history, is there a little bit of spice when the Chiefs come to town?
0: I think, yes, West Country derby. Um, I think, you know, they have very strong supporters. Uh, they bring their drums, they bring their, um, their outfits that they wear. So, um, I think it, it kind of gets started with that and then the fans join in and, and join in. I think the Bristol Bears fans brought their own drum uh to Shaftesbury Park on the weekend, which I thought was funny. <laughs> um and uh yeah, it's always competitive. The games are always really close and it's literally hardly there's hardly much in it. Um so to come away with like I think a convincing win at the weekend is something that you know we've all been working really hard for. Um and I'm so so happy that they
1: got it. Yeah, three on the bounce. What were you doing, Sadi? A weekend off for uh,
2: the African Violets. What were you sort of hand-rolling shortbreads, baking, that kind of stuff? <laughs> no, I was just making cheese boards. No, no actual baking this weekend. Cheese what? Cheese boards. You know, a charcuterie board? Oh. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just find myself... Um, doing stuff with food now I don't know I, 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 I am I am a, a chef uh, some some might say some may say you know of course cheese balls, cheese balls is not really chefing whatever but I'm gonna say that I'm a chef um but yeah I was just having a chill weekend really ate lots of good food went out with my friends um and yeah back back to training this week but I'm really I did really enjoy the weekend off but now I'm actually like okay, I kind of want to play again so happy to be we- back
1: that's a perfect week. How how important is it to, as you say, just kind of chuck rugby to to one side and, as you say, put some meat on a board and pretend you're a chef, um, and can and play with your, can play with your 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 friends and 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 have a good time. Just to recharge mentally and physically. How how just how important is that?
2: Oh yeah, I think it's so so important, especially with the seasons getting longer and longer um, <laughs> as the years go by, um, like any any downtime and any chance to recharge is really, really needed um, and it's those weekends that you get where you actually come back and you do feel like, oh my god, I actually feel feel rested, are the ones that are really good because sometimes you have a break and you saw things going on and then you come back and you're like, oh, I still feel the exact same way that I did last week um, so yeah so to get like a week off obviously a bit of downtime and training and then the weekend off um it's so important and then especially for those girls who obviously are still in still in, full, in, in full-time jobs and stuff like that to have a a second where you can breathe I think it's so important especially in this league
1: yeah 100 uh, percent and with mean it, it, it's a, a pot of confessions and a new revelation So is claiming to now be taking up chefing uh and Sarah Brown apparently you're going to become a referee so I hear
0: yeah I um I worked in <laughs> this really really good women and girls conference um to to as part of a, as the Red Roses and uh, I bumped into the referees and it was promoting women in refereeing I was like, oh that sounds really really interesting and by the end of the day apparently uh I'm now going to be signed up to a refereeing course <laughs> and get involved so I think yeah that was a bit of a that was a bit of a shock but I do think it will be interesting in that after the game on Saturday, some of the referees came over and they're like, oh, we hear you're going to be a referee now. And I was like, whoa.
1: let <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Um is, is it something, you know, would you like to stay, I mean, you're both miles away from it, uh, years and years and years, but is, is it something you, you want to probably stay in the game and would and coaching someone that tickle your fancy, either of you?
0: Um Well, yeah, I'm a scrum geek, so I probably (laughs) would enjoy coaching scrummaging. I would love to have that role specifically, like, with the Red Roses or whoever, like, just being a scrum coach. But um, the reason I got into the conversation about becoming a referee, I was like, why do they not referee the scrums properly? (laughs) (laughs) So it was more like, I see it like this, but how do you see it? So I was like, it would be interesting to know how a referee sees it compared to how a player like feels it. And that was the main bit of it. And then I was like, oh maybe I should go into it because that one part of the game might be ref probably. Don't know any of the other rules though, so it could be <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Laws. Yeah, absolutely. That might be the first <laughs> vocab lesson. <laughs> that might be the first step. Um, Sadie, what about you? I can't see you as a ref, so no, no.
2: Refereeing... Well, of
1: course, you're going to go shout out to Master Chef and uh, bake <laughs> off, aren't
2: you? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Master Chef is more more my avenue. But refereeing, no, I don't think I'd like to be running around um, after rugby that much on the pitch. And also, I would definitely get into arguments as a ref. So <laughs> I would entertain the players who get rowdy, which I don't think is something that a ref should do so you know i just stay away from that but i would like to go into coaching i go into coaching but refereeing no because it seems like it's just as much stress as pe- playing and i think when i'm finished playing i'm finished playing when <laughs> so really you want that same stress
1: fair point no i know that there is a campaign to to push the amount of uh, female referees uh knocking around because yeah it's um across the board um not enough referees um and as you say yeah probably comes with a little bit of stress, even on a Sunday morning touchline. There's uh, there's plenty of opinions um, out there, but, you know, no ref, no game. It's very, very simple. Um, So if you think you can do better, uh, then get out and do it. Or zipit.com. Simple as that. So it was a full round of fixtures this weekend in the Premier Women's Rugby. The PWR here in England. Saturday saw Leicester host Gloucester Heartbreak, And it was a a tight one. 26-33 to the champs in the end. In his third versus fourth player, Bristol took the spoils over Exeter 22-12. In the London Derby, Saracens ran out winners 48-17 against Ealing Trailfinders. And the game on Sunday, Harlequin's got a much-needed win. 53.12 53.12 over sale. Their woes continue. Uh, so it was a good day at Charleston Park then, burning You were down there. I suspect not running the water. Sorry, you weren't a water technician for the day.
0: No, I was just a, just a fan for the day. Um, still off feet. So, yeah, I don't think I would have got the water quickly to the girls on practice. <laughs> Um but yeah, it was amazing to see. I think the first half it was there was elements of frustration. I think you could see it in the girls. Um I think Exeter definitely came out with the momentum, but it'd be so interesting to speak to Phoebe and see what what was said at half time. Um and the side that came out after that was, was phenomenal. Um getting, you know, convincing win by the end of the second half, I just think is is phenomenal for the girls and something we've been really working on. So really excited to see what Phoebe what Phoebe says about it.
1: I, yeah, how important is um, that word, momentum? Because that's, what, three in a row, Quinns, Leicester before that. Because, um, yeah, you've been by Saracens before Christmas. Um, Sorry, like Loughborough like, Lightning seems to get a getting a bit, bit of a roll. What what difference does that, that make day in, day out, week in, week out?
2: I think it adds a bit of... Um, obviously, as a team, it gives you a lot more confidence um, going week into week. Um, and I think it gives you that um kind of bar that you're going to beat the next time you go into a game but i think it also adds a bit of pressure onto yourself which brings out which brings out the best in teams um so yeah obviously bristol and loughborough both getting a bit of momentum getting um, a couple of wins on the bounce now but now we also have that exp- expectation on ourselves to also carry on with that winning streak um so yeah, it's, it kind of kind of brings out the best best in teams, but also it can it can sometimes pressure can get to get to teams but i think yeah, for both Loughborough and Bristol, um, clearly that um, the momentum they're getting is is only being positive at the moment.
0: I think having a um, momentum is really good. I think you can have momentum and work your way through the table. I think when you come to those teams that sit above you in the table, if you, if you can continue that momentum and you, you get that win, then that then builds into a massive confidence, leading into other teams that are then above you in the table. So I think, in terms of that, it's it's really really good. But I think that hurdle is that the people that sit above you. How do you continue that momentum through through the table and and continue to get those those achievements? So I think it will add massive confidence to Bristol and, and any other team that has been building along along the way. I think it just brings a lot of confidence.
1: Well, a lady who was at the centre of uh, the victory last week. Uh, We don't apologise for the jokes on the WRP, Phoebe Murray, I'm afraid. Um, They're all free and has been at the centre of um, much of what Bristol has done over the last four or five seasons. Hardly missed a game and hardly dipped in level of performance. It's a very, very good morning. Phoebe Murray, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very good indeed. Congratulations. Great win at the weekend. What are the scenes like post-match? Um, is it sort of relief? Are we getting actually playing the way that we want to? Um, is it just purely about the win?
3: Yeah, it was a really, really good feeling after the game. I don't think it quite sunk in for a few of us. I was talking to Meg Varley after and she was like, it just hasn't sunk in that we beat them. Um, but yeah, I think it was... Um, not really relief, I think more excitement that actually we're probably getting to the point where we want to be. Um, we kind of said these next kind of few games building before the Six Nations break were a massive chance for us to kind of find our way again find the Bears' form and I think we kind of, we've built on the last two games and kind of found our way a bit more um, against Extra on Saturday. so to get the win I think just kind of builds excitement that actually, we're doing the right thing and, and finding our form again.
0: I think for me, um, watching you guys play and obviously played with you before season. Um, well, sorry, not before season, in the season before I got hurt. Um, I think for us, it was like how we would get ourselves into really good positions and we would win like Saracens and and then and then we, we didn't know how to stay there. We didn't know how to stay on top. Where actually, on the weekend, it found like it was a bit frustrating at the start and then D- don't know what Dave said to you at halftime. That would be interesting to know. Um and then and then you managed to stay there and you stayed in that fight and you didn't let them come back in. And that was something that I've not seen or felt while we've while I was playing and not seen from Bristol for a long time. So it was great to see that. One, what did what did Dave say at halftime? Um <laughs> if you're allowed to say. And two, also like how did it feel? What what felt different in that game to manage to stay on top? Um,
3: so I think Dave at half time, he just said um the reason that like, in the first half, why we kind of like you said we probably weren't that first sounds a bit difficult for us because we just kept doing things that we'd never done before like we I think a couple of times we just kind of got caught in our own 22 trying to chuck a ball that probably wasn't on um but he said like if we kind of stick to what we know actually we are so in this and at the halftime it was obviously only 12-5 but and I remember you saying after Saracens at Christmas like we need to deal with that pressure. We need to deal with those high-pressure games. And like for me, the feeling was I never doubted that we were going to win that game, even at half time, I just thought, we are so in this. And if, like you said, we kind of relish that pressure and maybe, like, I think there's a couple of points in that second half where that momentum flipped. So you know, They had the yellow card. Deb scored two on the bounce. I think that kind of momentum flip really helped us kind of see out for the rest of the game. But that pressure that comes from those big games I think that was kind of so key for us to not crumble at half time when you know we were down there's you know that added you know we need to get back into this game we need to get ahead um and actually this time I think we didn't crumble we dealt with it really really well and actually going out after half time like me personally and probably the girls felt the same I was like we're so in this we can so win this um so yeah that was
0: probably it. Yeah. That's so great to hear, and and you looked really confident. Like the whole squad looked so confident. You like, come on then, um, and I just love that element from us. I think yeah, brilliant. Let's take it into to Gloucester next week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who, who's really been stepping up this season for for you? New additions, young players, those uh, those old stages that's still doing it.
3: Um, yeah, so I think one person definitely is is Bots. Um, she brings really really good energy. She bails us out a lot of times with her incredible turnovers in our own twenty two, um, and she kind of was in charge of our mindset at the weekend. And she does get she gets the girls going well kind of with her chats and stuff. Um, I think the Scottish girls that we've brought in this year have been great. I think Evie Gallagher has been class at the back row. She's consistently performed week in week out um, you've got Meryl Smith as well and Eliane who are both quite young um but I think they've and Lana as well they've all added great kind of attributes to the team and they're such lovely girls as well they fit in so well um so yeah I think they're probably the great additions yeah
1: mindset manager what take me through that what does that involve
3: so we kind of have three main leaders and on the day so we've got people in charge of our attack defense and then mindset um so the mindset is kind of for us is we obviously all go into the game um with the mindset of you know well let's play the Bears way but then sometimes if we need to kind of change if the game's not going our way or we're kind of making a few errors then we might change the mindset to kind of be a bit safer maybe we won't kind of throw the 50 50s or keep hold of the ball a bit more and just kind of find our way back into the game so they're kind of in charge of deciding when the appropriate time is for that um and then when we obviously go back to being kind of ambitious throwing the ball around
1: wow what 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 insight um, is, is that is that new from uh mr ward is it
3: it is it's the mr ward special we had it for the last few seasons, and I think a few
0: more teams now are starting to, to bring it in as well. But I think he was the OG, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we've mentioned on this pod plenty of times before, he does not leave any stone unturned, does he? Um, do you ever mind mindset manager, Sadia, at uh, Loughborough?
2: We do not, but taking that back to Nathan, and I'll <laughs> say that I made it up myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Here, Nathan, here's
1: an idea and a charcuterie board. <laughs> <laughs> um, <That's interesting>.
2: uh, <laughs> oh god
1: Phoebe what, what what gives you the drive we, we're going to probably just touch on um, what you spend your time doing outside of a rugby pitch in, in a moment or two but the, the, the drive you, you have to to compete at the level you do um, amongst um, pretty professional international athletes um, all of the time um, but at the level that you do um where does that drive and desire come from
3: um i think part of the the drive is that i really want to reach kind of my full potential um no matter what kind of that level is uh whether that's kind of a top level premiership athlete or if that's an international athlete then i think for me it's just i don't really want to leave the what if around um And I want to kind of make sure, yeah, that I reach my full potential. And I think also growing up, I started rugby when I was kind of small, like six years old. Um, And there wasn't really any female rugby players around. It wasn't accessible. um, And I didn't really have any female role models. So I think if I was kind of able to showcase to kind of the young girls up and coming now, um, that it is, you know, possible and having a career in rugby, um and you know a career in medicine if that's what they want or a career in whatever then it is it is it is doable um and I think a lot of the girls you know always talk about being that role model for those young girls so I think that definitely definitely drives me
1: how on earth do you juggle both
3: <laughs> well being part-time is literally the only way that it is right. possible <laughs> um but I'm kind of very good at time management always have been um I work quite efficiently. So some people kind of call it lack of patience either way. Um, But but either way, I just kind of, yeah, I don't know. I think because I enjoy both and they're so different that I wear kind of different hats. So for me, they feel very separate. um, And I can kind of take different attributes from one and kind of put them into the other. So for me, they blend quite well. um, And... I've kind of always had to balance kind of academics with rugby, with GCSEs and A levels. So I think kind of learning the time management from that has kind of helped me take it into working in an actual career in it.
1: Awesome. Well, look, we, we don't want to keep you from from both. Um, we don't want your lack of patience to, to come, on, <laughs> come on with us on the, on the WRP. One last question. Look, Dave Ward, um, head honcho there at Bristol, be very, very clear um, about getting a home semi final. Um, Do do, do you feel this is Bristol's year to do something special?
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think at the beginning we kind of said this, the year of the bear. um, And I think kind of Bernard touched on it, that we can take massive confidence from the weekend and go into Gloucester and kind of reproduce that performance. And actually these next games before the Six Nations are going to be so key into building for that home semi-final. So these big games coming up, we've got Sarri's as well, taking... Kind of those performances and building onto the next one um and you know if we want a home semi final and we want to get to the final, we need to be beating these top teams, so you know if we do that in the league, we can actually showcase that yeah, we are contendants and we contenders, and we are here to take that win. I'm
1: going to squeeze one last one in with that in mind, it's got to Har this weekend, a mm-hmm. must win mentally
3: yeah it is it is a must win for us, like I said, to actually show that you know we are contenders this year um and you know back at King's Home, where we played the semi final last year it'd be a bit bittersweet going back but um yeah i think it is it's a game that we we definitely can win um so i think for us if we have a good training we've got 8 day turnaround which is probably good for some of the broken bodies but yeah i think we we can we can feel confident going into the weekend
1: brilliant thank you so much for your time this morning we'll we'll leave it there let you That you get on with your busy schedule. Really appreciate your time. Uh, Go well at the weekend.
3: Thank you, guys. I'm Jess Breach, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod.
1: Great to have Phoebe on the pod. Uh, Yeah, it was a really impressive win. Um, Impressive performance from Leicester at the weekend. Meg Jones, obviously, on the score sheet. Um, Brian McGee as well they were up 26 7 at half time. That's a really impressive. It came away with two points in the end. That That's real food for thought up at uh, Welford Road, Matty Ellie Woods, whatever they call it nowadays.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think Gloucester had quite a heavily rotated side. Um, I think, like we mentioned, there's some injuries as well within the team. Um, but I do think it probably spark some some fire actually in a bad way considering we're playing them at the weekend but, <laughs> 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 um I think it um yeah it definitely would I think people would have been frustrated with with it or how they performed um I haven't actually caught up with any of the Gloucester girls so I don't know how they're they're feeling personally but I do think um hopefully they'll get some players back I know Maud's more, more back um I know she played last weekend um and you still have Beckett and Alex, but I think it is really hard when you're missing key players. Um, not because people aren't aren't good, just because it, there's an inconsistency in what you're used to, what people normally do. You get used to playing with someone, so I think um, I think now they've had a game with with maybe some of their injuries not there, and, and also some other people coming back in. I think they'll definitely get be be a really strong side, and I think they'll be frustrated with with last weekend's result. But fair play to Leicester. Um, I think they must have exposed. The, the weaknesses that Gloucester have really, really well. Um, so it is good to see them getting some great tries in, getting some competitive matches in and seeing them build.
1: Yeah, there's a real sense of, of building. Karen Lake, Alex Matthews, Richards with a couple of tries, Paul Emma Singh as well. Just a point. few. Mick Jones is not Emma Singh. So can you short your website out, please? <laughs> it's utter basics. Uh, the girls deserve better. Um, so take a picture of Meg Jones and pop it up where it says her name, and not a picture of Emerson. Saracens forty eight seventeen. As expected, that reaction from Saris having lost the week before. Ely were in for a, for a tough afternoon, weren't they, Sadia?
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely as expected. Um, like I said, Sarries are are a very consistent and and strong side, and and they have you know very very key players who who keep that that team where they are and clearly yeah this weekend they came together really well against against Ealing but obviously Ealing getting 17 points on the board as well um which fair, fair play to them against a very strong side and I didn't get to watch that game but I'll be interested to see where where Ealing's um tries came from but yeah not not really really a surprise there but a good, a good score for for Saris yeah I, I think for them and you you
1: Guys, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but but it's about incrementally building for the likes of Leicester Tigers um, and for Ealing Trailfinders. That last time they played Surrey, the fact that they were better this time—that uh, I've heard in a post-match interview—that if you look at the two games, things are things are a lot better. So we can expect kind of results like this, but just as long as they're they're continually building them.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's really hard when you're brand new team into the prem. You're not going to be expected. I mean, if you do, fair enough, come in and smash everyone. I'm not saying you can't do that, but there's not that expectation of it. And it is difficult um, finding your feet, one, probably for all the staff. How does the PWR work? How how does that element work to it? And then also for this new team, the new team you're building, like the teams we're talking about that are in top four have played together for the last three seasons, you've seen them build over the last, you've seen Gloucester build, you've seen Bristol build, you've seen Exeter build and Sarries have, have continuously stayed there and they've had a very similar um, player base that whole time. So I think for them, it is about getting used to playing with each other, um, getting used to um, potentially seeing what do they need? Do they need some more kickers? Do they need some more fullbacks? Like it's interesting to see what elements that teams need to, to keep progressing. So I think, yeah, as long as they, um, Continued putting that next best step forward and learning, I think it's going to be an exciting time for both those those teams over the next three, three years probably to see where they where they actually flourish to.
1: Sorry, uh on Sunday, Harlequins much needed with them, fifty three twelve over over sale. Um you really pulled those socks up, uh Harlequins at, at the weekend or bite a lot more nip, pace around that, that midfield and what have you them that's a, that's a good result for them going into going into salaries.
2: yeah definitely a, a good result and i think that's probably off off the back of weeks and weeks of frustration as a team um you know loads of going back to the drawing board loads of analysis seeing seeing where their spaces are to improve and i think you know hats off to them because i think last week we couldn't really I, I didn't know who was going to win that game or who would come out on top. But So for uh, Quinns to come away with such a huge lead and such a huge win, I think is testament to, you know, how hard they've been training and, and what they've been doing to kind of improve and get back to the the Quins that we've kind of known over the past couple of seasons. Um, but yeah, definitely a huge, huge win for them and, and definitely a confidence boost now um, going into the rest of the season.
1: Sale so appear to be still trying things. Is it the time to be trying things?
0: I think always, I think you should always try things. I think if you if you don't try them, it's like you've got nothing to lose. If you're winning, you've got something to lose. If you're not having the results you want, sometimes trying some new things and continue to be ambitious is you might not find your feet straight away. The time time to do it. Um and I think again, having key players miss like missing would make a big difference to teams that are used to having those types of players playing. Um, I think, yeah, go for it. You can always, if, it, if it's like something that, and you've tried it and it's terrible, don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but try it, try and see, because you never know. It might pay off rugby as a game of 50, 50. So I, I'm always there to take the chance. Um, but it's, yeah, I guess you have to be rational about it sometimes. <laughs> if you're continuously doing something and it's definitely not working, I think it's time to scrap it. <laughs>
1: um, I, I guess, sorry, you could probably equate that to 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 your work in the kitchen. Uh, you know, you try things, <laughs> um, and they don't, they, they don't uh, particularly um, come up. But no, in all seriousness, you have got to express yourself in the rugby field. That's why you picked up the ball in the first place, right? Whatever level you're at, you, you must have a uh, a freedom to to be able to express yourself in in some way, otherwise, there ain't much point, is there?
2: Yeah, def- definitely, and obviously, so I think it's it's not um, unfair to say they're in a bit of a rut at the moment. And like you said, Burn, I think it is important to keep keep trying those things, especially when you know it's never nice to to lose games on the bounce. And if trying they're trying those things is what gives a bit of flair to sale and gives them a bit of extra energy, then you know, a hundred percent, go ahead and do that. And I think. You know, we've seen across the se- across the seasons, teams go up and down. Towards the end of the season, Sale was really picking up some steam. Loughborough, at the end of the season, was really losing a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of steam. And I think teams go through those regeneration p- phases, and I think Sale just in that um, right now. And like Cabernet said, they've lost a few, a few key players. But I think, yeah, you know, it's never it's never nice, and it's not there's not a lot of um, huge positives we can say at the moment with Sale, but. I think for them, it's just yeah, trying to get those small wins and building on on those on those little things, um yeah, going into the rest of the season really.
1: Indeed. So, look, let's catch up with the the rest of the news from around the Oval world with a slightly new uh, approach to the news from now. We're asking grassroots club young players to be the WRP news reader, and we are kicking off. Uh, with my club uh, Weybridge Vandals, the Valkyries down there and this is Rory Taylorson with our news
4: Hi, I'm Rory Taylorson and I play for Weybridge Valkyries at Vandals Here's this week's news In the Celtic Challenge, it was round 5 at the weekend Edinburgh saw off Clovers, 35-21 while the Wolfhounds got past Gwalior Lightning Thirty six twenty four. Brithon Thunder continued the theme of winning at home with a twenty two twelve victory of Glasgow, which meant Wolfhounds finished top four points clear of Edinburgh. Then Clovers on fourteen and Gwalior on twelve. Brithon and Thunder and Glasgow bringing up the rear. So the playoffs shaped up like this February seventeenth, Glasgow versus Brithon Thunder at Scottsfield. Town. Then at the Hive Stadium, also that day, Edinburgh hosts Wolfhounds. On the 24th, Gwalia versus Glasgow, and the Wolfhounds versus Clovers, which are both at the Kings fan in Belfast. And finally, on the 3rd of March at Parky Scarlets, it's Clovers up against Edinburgh, and the Derby Brithon versus Guelia. Premiership Women's Rugby Round Nine results: Leicester. over Gloucester-Hartbury. Bristol took the spoils over Exeter, 22-12. Saracens beat Ealing 12-Finders, 48-17. And Harlequins beat Sale, 53-12. On round 10 this Saturday, at 12.30pm, as Saracens host Harlequins, that's the live game on TNT. At 2pm, Leicester travelled to Loughborough-Lightning. Then on Sunday, extra welcome sale at 1pm and at 2pm it's the West Country Derby between Gloucester, Hartbury and Bristol. In France, it was round 6 of the Elite uh, Feminine. In Pool 1, Bobogny 0. Stade Bordelais, 34. Lille, 10. Montpellier, 19. Stade Francais, 7. A.S.A.Rogmanal, e 50. In Pool 2, Blagnac, 20, Lyon, nil. Stade Rennais versus Grenoble was a 27-all draw. Stade Touloussillon, 29, Paul, 12, which means Stade and Blagnac are tied on 23 points and top of pool 1, Grenoble in third on 15 and Lyon on 10. In Pool 2, it's really tight at the top. Stade Bordelais lead on 28. ASA Rodmanar, 24. Montpellier, 20. And Lille just in that playoff spot, but way down on 6 points. This week, the league takes a break and is back up and running the following week. In the opening game of the Rugby Europe Championships, Netherlands won... 59 nil over Sweden. I've been worried, Taylor, with this week's news. Back to Saria, Sarah and Johnny.
3: Hello, you lovely people. I'm Shauna Brown and you're
2: listening to Women's Rugby Pod.
1: Uh, it is a very, very warm WRP. Welcome to England International and Saracens Centre of Excellence. It's honestly, it's funnier the more you say it, Sadia Bernard. Honestly, uh, Sydney Gregson,
5: <laughs> hello,
1: Sydney. Sorry, I, I brought you in on an on a, in joke, uh, about centers of excellence, but you are a center of excellence. I think you're a center of excellence. Um, Thank
5: you.
1: Uh, how, how are you? Good win of the weekend, uh, over Ealing Trail Finders. Must be, must be happy with the, the season thus far, and a, another win over a London Rival.
5: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, it's important for us to go out this weekend and put a performance in after the the loss to Gloucester. So, um, yeah, we were pretty happy with our, our performance and how we sort of progressed in attack um, from the week before.
1: What went wrong against Gloucester Harbour that you got right against Ealing T? Uh,
5: a lot. <laughs> no, um, I think... Uh, our set piece was much better and we just moved the ball a lot more. Um, you know, we've got a team with the ability to do that and I don't think we did that against Gloucester. So um, it just shows that when we do, we can play some really nice rugby.
1: And somebody, and I didn't play against Gloucester Harbour, it was back in the weekend. Just how good is it to play alongside Sophie de Goody?
5: Oh, amazing. She is superwoman. Um, yeah, I'm glad she's on our team. She's just produces something out of nothing and she's just worked so hard she's everywhere um so she is a really um big player to us and she's she's been fantastic this season
1: yeah just relentlessly brilliant um which is incredibly annoying um and to boot she's a really really lovely girl off the park as well isn't she
5: yeah she really is that's the kind of the annoying thing about it (laughs) You know, when someone's that good, you kind of want to be like, "Oh, at least, Alicia's a bit of a... Well, can't say the word for on here, tonight, But at least she's not a very nice person. But no, she is. She's lovely. So you're like, oh, she's got everything." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and the the, the the Saracens culture, what what is it like to to play in a Saracens team, and uh, in particular this this season? You you're normally going to to a season being champions. Um, it's a different feeling for you. you didn't get to final. Um, so, how does this season sort of differ and what's it like being in the middle of it?
5: Um, I don't think it's differed too much in terms of what we want to get out of the season and sort of how we approach it. You know, we've always, always pretty competitive um, and we've got a competitive environment. Um, I've actually think the culture is the best it's been this season, I feel personally. Um, I think we're much more together um, and a lot closer on and off the pitch and we're trying to do things like socials and, and and build that togetherness which i think we've done really well um and i think it's showing on the pitch in in most of our games so um yeah so it's a nice place to be at the moment really
1: come on then. what's been your best social so far and do you have social secretaries social yes,
5: managers I'm one of them. Oh, yeah I, i'm in the social group we call ourselves the social sexies
3: um <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> <fast. laughs>
5: Um, yeah the best social by far we went to um cardiff in december and we went to um bingo lingo if you haven't been you've got to go it was so good it was was in like a um warehouse in cardiff and it was just so loose Uh, we won it was just really random like I don't think I played one game of bingo, if I'm honest, but the girls that did, if you won, you go up on stage and I have to have, like, a dance contest. And then Jess Breach won, I think it was, like, 50 steak bakes from Greg's, and she's a vegetarian, so it was just hilarious. <laughs> um, and you just – and then, like, uh, uh, Fee McIntosh won this six-foot-tall, like, blow-up reindeer outfit. It was just random, but it was so fun.
1: <laughs> Bristol, Loughborough, do you anything similar to that? Possibly not during the season, but uh, building into the season. Have, have you got your own uh, social sexies in the, <laughs> in the African
2: Violet? Yeah, we do. We do have a couple a couple of show, social sex, but we usually keep everything in Loughborough. Um, I think that what happens when you come to Loughborough, you stay in the Loughborough bubble and you become a Loughborough local and you go to the Loughborough local pubs <laughs> and everything. And that's how we usually all, all go to have our fun, which is, it is a really good time. But if anyone else came, I don't know, from like London and was to come to the Loughborough pub, they might, you know, <laughs> turn a couple of heads and think, oh, who's that in the corner? But, yeah, we do we do have a good time up here, but it's definitely, we, we keep it in Loughborough.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going with Sydney's night out thus far, <laughs> out of the two. Sarah Brown, can you top it?
0: Yeah, we do. We have in the past, definitely more so. Um, I think since we've had, like, a lot of different internationals in our team, it's slightly harder, people living all over the place. But um, we had a slum party last week, I think that definitely helped, or uh, the week before, um, where they just had, like, um casual clothes, a film on, play some pool. We've got a pool tournament going on at the minute. Um, which people are getting heavily invested in buying their own clubs. Um clubs? Um <laughs> clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Hannah always tells me off for calling it sick, so whatever you <laughs>
2: So whacking, um, whacking the yeah. balls off the table.
0: What I meant to say is, yeah, we had we had a really good Harry Potter social. All the coaches dressed up. I think Dave dressed up as Professor Snape, so that was funny. um And I think we've we've got a, a nice golf show so, social coming up soon before the girls will go back to international duties So there's a lot going on, a lot of different things. um but, yeah I think um I think the, the pool the pool tournament is really taking over the girls at the minute is all
1: I hear about sorry the Blarp uh, reindeer costume wins it for me uh, I to <laughs> Sydney uh, on the next Saturday actually I'm not am might uh, let's be honest um <laughs> you're welcome oh wow uh that's very very kind uh very very kind indeed look you've got uh, the duel coming up this weekend um yeah, historically those are you know were the clubs, weren't they? Uh beginning of sort of when we got into to Premiership rugby and its different guises. Um possibly the Victor's lost a little of the, uh, of the gloss, but there's still be loads and loads of spice, weren't there?
5: Always is, yeah. <laughs> it's always a big game against Quinn's and you know, as you say, the history of the rivalry. Um yeah, it's always a huge event, so really looking forward to it, especially watching their game yesterday, the performance they put in. It's going to be super competitive, um, as it always is. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to that one.
1: Is it a genuine dislike, or, or is it sort of played up to the cameras a little bit and actually post-match we're all fun and games and having a beer in each other's changing rooms?
5: Yeah, I think post-match, it's It's like any game, isn't it? Like the Women's rugby is such a small sort of bubble that everyone knows everyone but and some of my best friends play for Quinns so personally I'm no dislike there but um there's just that it's kind of a funny rivalry I think it's each team likes to dislike the other team but actually do we really dislike them I don't know.
1: (laughs) Only just ramped up by uh by uh, by us media type Um, (laughs) who are your good friends in Quinns then and do you give Put a little extra shoulder into the tackles when you when you meet your your good mates on the on the opposition.
5: Oh, I might this weekend. I'm not sure. Um Ellie Cordon's one of my best mates, so um, it's always nice to play against her. She's not stepping me or running around me.
1: Yeah, uh, what's your bag bag for the weekend? Didn't she? She did. Everything was very tight at the weekend, including her hairdo. Um, yeah, look, um, looking at that 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 game, uh, Queens over Sale, fifty-three uh, twelve looked a lot, lot sharper, a lot nippier through through that midfield. Um, what have you picked out in particular? Because obviously you watched the, watched the game.
5: Yeah, I think, you know, they looked to play, I think, a lot similarly to how we look to play at Saris. I think, you know, moving the ball, some of those hard lines, some of the outback options and playing with layers um, and then also with the kicking threat. So I think, you know, we've, got to look out for that this weekend sorry if you can hear the children in the background i'm at school at work i don't know how loud they are i have got headphones in but they're at break time at the moment um
1: carry on thank you
5: (laughs) um yeah so i think we just got to look at how we can defend that um and run the way that they play in training and just see how we can deal with some of their threats
1: yeah absolutely um let's move on for for you break time clearly break time is about to finish and we uh We'll lose you a, a massive I've got a free after, so you're all right. <laughs> oh, look, thank you so much for. Uh, where, 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 where do you teach then?
5: Uh, it's a school called Heath Mount. It's a little prep school um, near sort of Ware and Stevenage, uh, Hartford Way. So, it's, so yeah, I've been there oh, since nice. my second year now.
1: And what ages do you teach?
5: Um, I'm currently in year three, so seven and eight year olds. So, um, nice. yeah, it's, every day is different.
1: And where are you? More, more generally, we look at and sort of more, more specifically, rugby than than you're teaching. But are you where you thought you you would be? We we spoke to people coming on air that got the, a handful of the caps, um, sort of ten years ago. Um, down the track now, where are you? Are you happy? with Where you are happy with how you're playing? Yeah,
5: I think you know, I've been over the last sort of five or so years. I've been quite unlucky with quite a lot of injuries um, and hadn't really had a full consistent season for quite a long time. So I think um, even the start of last season, I sort of pulled my hip flexor. So I was out for the, the first little block. Um, so I'm just happy this season to be fully fit, touch wood, um, and just getting a yeah, consistent game time in the centres and, and with a great group around me.
1: It's great to get back into, uh, into a Red Roses camp, pick up the stash.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to give it back, but um, <laughs> no, no, am no, no, joking. It was, um, no, it was really, really good. Good experience. Um, well, I don't think you're joking. Oh well, no, let's go
1: viral now. <laughs> We're coming for yes. you see <laughs> day. No, no. do <laughs> I won't
5: get invited back in. Please,
1: please invite me to the next one. <laughs> no, I want no, um, to Mitch
5: now. <laughs> Mitch. No, it, honestly, it was yeah, it was a really good experience. I think the environment was lovely. Everyone was so welcoming, Um and the training was intense. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Sorry,
1: said it was chilled. It was easy. It the was 1200. Was fair. Was, uh, was easy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> to be fair, the first day I couldn't believe how much free time we had. And then the second day we had fitness testing, but then it was like a sort of yeah, indoor like detail session. And then there was a full on session after. But I'm sure if I was to come to the next one it'd be more intense,
1: more more rugby.
2: I would like to clarify I did not say the twelve hundred was easy, Johnny. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let the facts in way of a good story. Um no need, no need for that. No. You said that you said the cabbage chill, but well, no, you didn't say it was easy. Um, no, you're, you're, you're quite right. Um, so, <laughs> a- aspirations then for, for, for this season, club and country.
5: To win the Prem with Saris, you know, um we fell short last year. So, I think to get our home semi-final is big for us. And then, um, yeah, hopefully go on to, to win the final, as I'm sure every Prem player would say that that's their goal. Um, but, yeah, I think... After I mean I haven't won the Prem of Sarries since when we beat Quinn's. I can't remember how many years ago there was now because
1: 2019 then, you scored a try.
5: Yes, that one. So 2019. I don't waste my evenings. Good yeah. knowledge. <laughs> the year because the year after we lost to Quinn's. The year after that I was injured. Last year we didn't make it. Um so yeah, it'd be really good to get get to another final this year and, and hopefully win it. Um and then yeah, I think internationally I'd love to get capped again Um, but yeah just taking each game as it comes at the moment and just trying to stay injury free and um, touch the world again and um, yeah just playing as well as I can
1: Outstanding Sydney thank you so much for joining us mid school break Um, that's (laughs) commitment to it Um, really really appreciate it Uh, I'll see you at the Saturdays of the weekend Um, but uh, yeah congrats on the last 10 years and and here's to many more
5: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm Sude, and you're listening to
3: the Women's Rugby Pod.
1: Lovely to speak to Sydney Gregson. Like that mid mid work. Um, that's commitment to uh, to promoting your own sport, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a it's a big old game. At, uh, at the Stanics of the weekend. As I said there, possibly not the, 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 the shine because, yeah, well, neither got to the final last season, did they? But it's still a hell of a game, isn't
0: it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's the same thing. It's the London rival. There was a time when it was Quinn's and Saris, you know, set to be in the final for a few years. So I think the fact that other teams have really caught up and invested is brilliant. But I think that kind of deep-rooted rivalry will still be there no matter... No matter how each team is performing, they'll always want to beat each other because they've had years and years of doing it in the finals. So um, I think it will be exciting. I think each team will put their best on. They will go to battle, and I think it'll be brilliant to watch. Do
1: you have a, a team you particularly uh, like to play against because you particularly want to be particularly physical, Sadia? Um, I mean, uh, Leicester is a, is a new derby, isn't it? Now um, you're going to try and wrap that up in your head, and and why why do teams do that? Is it is it to find a motivation because you've got to get yourself up and down every single week?
2: uh yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, we got Leicester this weekend, which is the new I put quotation marks the new local derby. Obviously, we only played them once. And I remember when we first came into playing them, everyone was saying, "Oh, it's the um a derby between Loughborough and Leicester." but I mean, you never played each other before. So I was like, "Is it really? Is it really a derby?" I don't know. We couldn't we couldn't really build on that rivalry because we hadn't actually played them. But obviously, now playing them once and coming into this weekend, um off the back of two wins we obviously just want to build build on that so I want to put out uh, the best performance we can and the biggest score we can on Leicester and obviously Leicester have been have been going going well you know being being new into the perm, Um, you know having Meg Jones pulling the strings around that and I feel like it's bringing a lot of the girls up with her and they've been putting on good scores and you know the results might not have been going away but I feel like they would have had a lot of confidence coming into this game, so I think Loughborough's um, thing this week will be trying to, you know, dampen that confidence, kind of putting that putting that fire out. Because I'll definitely come all guns blazing um, towards us. But I think if I was to pick a team to play against personally, we Exeter, just because they're a very straight straight running team, and I I love um, tackling people. So you know, it, it goes hand in hand, really. <laughs> really.
1: And you like playing at Sandy Park. No. Well, mm. one of the defining, for me in many journo's um, and broadcasters, one of your defining performances of your career was at Sandy Park against
2: USA. This is true. This is true. I, I don't not not like it. I just don't really like the sandy mud, which you know it is called Sandy Park, but it's not really nice on my skin. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my only my only complaint, really. <laughs> <laughs> Note to
1: the groundsman. Can you put moisturizer into the tank <laughs> fields, please? Is, is good. Look, uh, this weekend it, it's full full, full weekend, isn't it? Uh 1230 that duel between Saracens and Harlequins at the Stanics, two o'clock. Sally was alluding to a lesser challenge to love lining lightning Sunday, Exeter work sale. Uh, both of the bounce back from defeats. Uh and the final game is that West Coast between Gloucester Harper uh, and Bristol. Nesta, pretty close to, gloucester to Uh There are some caveats to that, as we were talking about earlier. Um, but they are a pro- proper team, aren't they, Sadia? Um, I wouldn't say quaking in your boots, but um, your yeah, preparations have got to be tight.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I feel like in this league, you know, you can never really write any teams off or or like take the foot off the gas going into week. So Loughborough's preparations are are still the same as if we we're playing, you know, any other team. Um, and like, like like you said, and like I said, L- Leicester they've been they've been going well. You know, some of the results are not going their way, but they're always managing to get some tries on the board. Um, and they're always managing to you know well, for the past two games cause cause a few upsets against bigger teams, obviously. Gloucester not having a full-strength side-out, but still to, to, to come so close to, a, you know, last year's champions, there's, there's nothing to, to kind of turn your head at. So, yeah, and I think they'll, they'll take great confidence from that coming into coming into the game this weekend.
1: You bagged a, a couple of points, didn't they? Um, and looked... Yeah, uh, we was tied at half-time. Um, how much do we have to worry for sale, Berna? Um Exeter don't like losing... Um, you caught up with Susie post game, didn't you? Actually, uh, at the weekend, um, a frustrated figure.
0: I think. I think. Yeah. I think it was more, more maybe slightly disappointing than for her than than frustrating. I think she she alluded to the fact that we we entered the twenty two and we took those opportunities, which previously we we haven't done. That's something we've really worked on. And I think she was saying that um, how when Exeter entered the twenty two, they they didn't execute those opportunities, and that again, that's what comes down to. To winning and losing, how can you take those opportunities or, or can you not? Um, so I think definitely they, I think Susie will be hammering into them about when they enter the 22, they have to come away with points. So I, I do think that it will probably be um, a, a hard week for, of training for Exeter and they'll definitely go into the weekend with some fire in their bellies to show that, you know, we are still this amazing team. Um, we are here to win and we are here to compete. So I think for Sale, um, they... <laughs> also need to be ready for to to defend that and and get themselves you know pull themselves back up from the the loss on the weekend and get ready to, to fight exeter
1: yeah big big old loss um yeah let's get a let's get a service on next week to to try and have a, a little look for what's going on there um the the final have got a heartbreak bristol uh, we touched on it with phoebe didn't we um but it's it's huge, isn't it, Um, for not necessarily this weekend, but but what lies ahead as well?
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think the fact that Bristol now have that um, understanding of pressure, how to manage pressure, I think, and, and how close our game was, considering we had a five-day turnaround from Exeter to Gloucester last time, it was only 12 nil. and looking at a lot of the stats, um, it was... It was unlucky for us not to come away with those points. So I think actually, upon reflection, it was good for us to lose that game. Um, and it's great for us to have the momentum to have won against Exeter and go into this week with both the teams, you know, rearing to, to score and to win and to execute and to keep hold of the ball. So it'll be really exciting to see, one, how Bristol prepare this week for Gloucester and two, to to get down to Kingsham. And, and I'm looking forward to watching that game. I think it will be
2: incredibly entertaining.
1: Or is
2: it going to be won and lost? Sorry, there? Hmm. Well, I, I would usually, I would usually say the forward pack, which is what I usually say, but with the way both Gloucester and Bristol play, um, they like to go wide, wide, um, with with loads of options in the middle as well, being able to hit short runners or hit out of the back. So I think it will be won and lost purely through execution. I think both teams are going to turn up on the day, um, really physical. Uh, they know how big how big the game is because, you know, any any win can change the table. Um, so I think it'll be the team who can withstand that pressure and then in turn, you know, have the highest execution rate, whether that's going into twenty two, whether that's keeping ball, and um, whether that's, you know, kicking. But I think I can I can imagine both teams will really turn up on the day, and we'll see a lot of great rugby and a lot of great tries. But it'll be the team who'll be able to be clinical and clinical enough to you know get get that win.
0: I think with the way that Gloucester play, I think it is they they like to kick their territory-based players, and then they use their their really strong collision carriers to to get over the the try line. So I think for me, it's going to be definitely our, our back free. How do we defend those those kicking opportunities that Klakey is brilliant at putting in? Um, and then how do we front up defensively? How are we going to stop those ball carriers? And likewise for Gloucester, how are they going to defend the the plays around the edge through the middle? Um, the exciting side of rugby that Bristol play. So I would also normally say forward pack, but I think the forward pack is pretty matched with this game. Um, so it, it will be down to the execution and how do you handle that territory-based game and defensive game pressure.
1: Ooh. Full analysis. Full analysis. And when you don't have that, and it's something I've spoken to uh, to Dave about, it um, is wrestling that momentum back. Um, because you're, you're you're a side that likes to keep the ball, Bristol. Um, and it's getting those mindset managers, um, working to, to wrestle that ball back, isn't it? Because you, you do like to have possession.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's about, I think Phoebe alluded to it there. And in the first half against Exeter, we, we were doing things that we don't normally do. We were playing literally into our try line. We have the opportunity to clear that and get into the right places. I think if we can play how we did in the second half and play in the right spaces with the ball, I think it will be a lot better result than trying to wrestle out of our own halfway, <laughs> um, which can sometimes not always go to plan, especially against a brilliant defence like Gloucester. They have an excellent defence, so it'll be it'll be really interesting to to see one what Dave brings in because he brings in something every week so <laughs> it'd be great to he he does so much analysis it'll be interesting to see how he's going to combat that um, and then too again it'll be brilliant to see how each team executes and, and uh, goes,
1: goes ahead against, against one another Yeah hell of, hell of a game um,
2: quickly then your predictions, Saudi Assassins, Quinn's. Gonna go Saries. Uh, I think also Quinn's come back on the off the back of a really good win, but you know, Saris, they've been really, really consistent and a really, really strong team so gonna go with them.
0: Yeah. And also, also Saris, I think their their big pillars are keeping the ball alive. I think they do that very well and they've got a team of players that can do that. So I think just with how they're kind of gelling together this year, I, I think it will be Saris. Yeah.
1: Same here. Oh. We were we were rolling back extra to Bristol last week when we saw but let's 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 scoot over that quickly. Uh Leicester Loughborough Lightning Sarah Burn.
0: Um I think Loughborough. I think they're building really nicely. Um I think they've got the experience of how to win those games and I think it will be a really exciting for Loughborough actually. I think um, they'll play some really, really nice rugby and they'll have some brilliant opportunities to show their their players like Sadia and Helena running through in those spaces. I think it will be nice for them. I do think, you know, obviously Meg will be as she does lead that team. Literally plays all positions for them. So <laughs> I think, I think if you if you can stop her with her chips and chases, I think they might score some some really entertaining tries. But I do think that Loughborough will have it.
2: Yeah, I think Loughborough. I've got to go back the, the African Violet. You know, me
1: too. Uh, extra sale. One word. Exeter. Exeter. Yeah. Exeter. Gloucester
0: heartbreak
1: Bristol. Yeah, I'm going
2: Bristol. I backed them last week, I'm backing them this week. Good for you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I, I should have backed Bristol now, seeing as I underestimated them last week. And obviously Gustave <laughs> had two two games where and they had quite a few injuries. I thought they were just doing um rotation, but I think they have a few injuries as well. But obviously two games where their squad has not really pulled together and got the result that we were used to seeing from Gloucester. So I feel like they're gonna be kind of not scrapping, but really trying to claw back back to their winning, well, uh, the Gloucester winning way. So I think Bristol could have every opportunity to, you know, kind of uh, expose those cracks that are in the Gloucester side right now. So I am I am going to go with Bristol for the win.
1: Just to be controversial, I'm going to go Gloucester <laughs> um, So we'll see how that 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 pans out. Look, to remind you, 12:30, uh, Saracens against Harlequins. That's the game live on TNT. But as ever, we will. So as you get down there live. It's going to be a big old day. Um, there's lots of hype around it. I understand 150X Souths players uh, coming down to enjoy the day, and there's lots of sort of activities and events going on as well. Two o'clock, uh, Leicester travel to Loughborough. Sunday, Exeter, welcome sale, and Gloucester Hartbury against Bristol. That about wraps it up for another week. Just one little shout-out, Sadia.
2: Yes, one shout-out uh, going to Emily Scott on her 100th appearance for Harlequins. Congratulations.
1: You're a very consistent player. have been a fabulous servant for, for the quarters. Uh, and just to remind you, if you didn't need reminding as well, the, the fundraising for Gary Street, the World Cup winning coach, continues. An amazing response so far, but a uh, cost of his uh, recovery treatments continue to to sort of stack up. So GoFundMe Streets Ahead is where you need to go. GoFundMe Streets Ahead is where you need to go. Uh, and our DMs are always open if you wanted to send a message to Gary as well. Ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure. Loved our centres of excellence and our our bed of red roses. Hmm. That didn't really work. Did
0: <laughs> it as on that uh, one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll just grab a taxi, will I, <laughs> ladies? You predict these other two win of the weekend. Uh, pleasure being in your company. So, we'll see how that all pans out next week. But, uh, yeah, both of you go well at the weekend.
0: Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. <laughs>